Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight's Rafino's Rants. Texas A&M takes shots at LSU <laughs> about recruiting nonetheless. A&M has the audacity and the balls to come out here and start talking crap about recruiting. If you missed it, late last night and something that we had mentioned on the forum literally hours and days before, um, Bravion Rogers, the four-star cornerback from the state of Texas, decommitted from Texas A&M, we had been giving you a little bit of tidbits about things that were rumbling around his recruitment. And late last night around 10.50 p.m. Central Time, Bravion Rogers, a top 40 player in the country, decommitted from Texas A&M and now seems as if he is trending towards your Tigers. I was told, uh, 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 Zachy, I was told... Brian Kelly can't recruit. He wouldn't recruit. <laughs> Do you know how absolutely idiotic that sounds? So we'll get into that. We'll do a recruiting update. Bravion Rogers will be on the forefront. Kylan Jackson Saturday will be going late tomorrow. So newsflash. Mark your calendars. We will not be going live at 7 tomorrow. We will be going live immediately following the commitment of Ricky Collins. So as soon as he commits, as soon as he puts on that hat, boom, we're live. 
or makes the edit, whatever he's going to do, boom, we are live. So, uh, Ricky Collins, the four-star quarterback from Baton Rouge, Woodlawn, uh, Louisiana, is going to be making his uh, uh, commitment tomorrow at 7, and we'll be following that right after. LSU practice update day six. We were not out there today for practice, but I did and was able to get some tidbits about today. Uh, we will share those with you. We will be out there Thursday for the scrimmage. Um, so really looking forward to seeing the guys live and in action in more of a game form and a game film type of um, scenario. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. Legitimately looking forward to that. Uh, Brad Logan, so we'll go around your SEC. Around your SEC. Um, Brad Logan from 247 Ole Miss is going to be joining us. He's also part of the Believe Podcast Network, and it's obviously who we are part of as well. So we'll also break down Ole Miss. How is Lane Kiffin doing? What does that offense look like now that Matt Corral is not there any longer? How does Zach Evans look, the new running back that they have in Oxford as well? A, a one-time really high uh, LSU recruit our potential recruit is now made his way from TCU to Ole Miss. We'll ask him about those questions as well. And I forgot to do this yesterday. Y'all forgot to remind me. We got Zach. Remind me. We have to get to a Saints camp update at the end of the show. So we'll talk a little Saints at the end as well. So very much a, a lot to talk about here tonight. Looking forward to all of it. Stephen Fry. I, I said this the other day, and we, we, I forgot to text Stephen, by the way. He, uh, his brother's company, him and his brother's company is a part of the AYS nation. So be looking out. We're going to be dropping that tomorrow, uh, in the show. And we're going to be dropping that in the commercial. So welcome aboard to the Fry family and the Fry business as they have become partners of AYS. I will give you all of, uh, the contact information later tonight and tomorrow. If you need some work, they can get it done for you. So welcome my brother. I appreciate you joining uh, our team and we'll be running all of that stuff soon we just had some hiccups on adding uh the commercial here tonight so we're we're really really excited to have them joining us uh here on ays all right let's get to a couple comments though before we get started as always bravion had one bowl of pastelaya and it changed his life i i i believe that i believe that kids a freak show man I don't care that he's not six foot. I, I don't care that he's five ten. Kid is a baller. <laughs> and look, man, you got to give a lot of credit to Robert Steeples, and you got to give a lot of credit to, to, to Sherman Wilson, man. Sherman Wilson and, and Robert Steeples have put a lot of work into Bravion Rogers, and he is de decommitted, and it is trending well for LSU uh, at the current moment. So we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, Kenny says, LSU is a top 10 in recruiting. Texas A&M is at 30. Yeah, well, they were number one last year. Uh, let, don't, don't, don't mistake that now, Kenny. Stuart West, who got him a MILF shirt, man, I love football, um, says, all right, now, help me make it through this high school volleyball game with a camp update. We will do that, my friend. We will do that. Uh, Steve Bean says, like, and I shared it. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Absolutely. Doug Nose says, looks like BK and Cooks have begun their assault 
out there in Texas. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Again, don't sleep on Sherman Wilson, man. Don't sleep on this recruiting staff. I, I try to tell you, this re- this recruiting staff that they have in that building is lethal. Lethal. They're better than anything that Ed Orsron had. It's not a shot at guys like David Bowen and others. Legitimately, legitimately, night and day better than what Orgeron accomplished and had on his staff even a season ago or at any time from a recruiting staff. So give Brian Kelly a lot of credit and kudos there. Um, Jason Brumfield also says, Bravion asked A&M if they uh, could add a roast beef po'boy in an NIL deal and they couldn't match it. There you go. Now we know the truth. I'll mess up a roast beef po'boy, man. I, I, I'm just telling you. I, I am a roast beef po'boy fanatic. There are certain foods I like here, Zach. Roast beef po'boy is, is on one of the is probably on the top of the list. Tuesdays, get out of my way. I'm gonna do some tacos. I'm gonna do some Mexican food tonight. My lovely wife Megan. Taco Tuesday in the Rafino household. No, 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 no. I could dominate some chips and salsa too. If my belly hasn't told you that enough, I will dominate some chips and salsa. All right, one more, then we're going to get started. Uh, Ryan says, talking about the male yell- male yellers, the cheerleaders at. Um, Texas A&M. Yeah, we're going to tee off on them on the Rufino's rants. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Saying LSU's doing suspicious stuff. Shut the hell up. But we'll get into that. All right, so let's do it. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Everybody do us a favor. So many of you are watching us live on Facebook right now. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like button. Hit the share. Literally, last night's episode like had 4,000 people watching, 30-minute watch time. I know you're listening to me talk right now. Stop. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to all those social media groups. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. There's about 150 of you watching us live there from YouTube. Only 41 likes. So hit the like button there. It helps us out with that algorithm. If you're listening to us on XM Radio or you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, like, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, we have so many people who are subscribing to the AYS message board. AYSSnetwork.com. I'm putting a lot of stuff that I'm hearing around LSU inside the forum. You're going to want to subscribe. I'm going to be giving updates live from the scrimmage. A lot of tidbits. Uh, that I see that's out there. So you're going to want to subscribe today. Again, AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. All right, Zach, let's pay these bills, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in a minute 30. we got a lot to discuss. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live 
in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varto and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Graffino, sit you on by. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Rick Cloetti. You can put that up, though, Zach. Leave it up there for a minute. Uh, but Rick, uh, uh, he told me how to say his name, and I already forgot. So, Rick, for right now, I'm going to uh, just call you Rick. LSU Rick. I like that. LSU Rick. But he says, Anthony Bradford alert. He's a beast, folks. I want to hear what you saw today, Blake. I was not out there today. We only had player interviews. But he continues to turn heads, guys. He continues to turn heads. The team will be have off tomorrow of a rest day after six strong, strong days of going out there and practice. I think Anthony Bradford is one of those young men who is starting to turn heads and I think will be your starting right tackle because nobody else is standing up and taking that position like Anthony Bradford. Kudos to the young man. You could tell that he worked hard this offseason. Coming, uh, coming back 35 pounds lighter, you got to give him a lot of credit. A lot of people question his want to, and he showed this offseason that he want, this is his money year, and if he has a big season, I really anticipate him to be drafted and go into the NFL. So shout out to Anthony Bradford. I thought that he's done a lot of good things. Trey Guy says, good evening, Blake. Let the rant begin. And Brandon Reese says, I guess Texas A&M or ATM ran out of money. So let's start there. And I see a lot of people throwing this in there. Chris English said homemade taco pizza tonight. And Zach said something about taco soup with cornbread. Guys, do y'all put cornbread and taco soup? Zach, as a fat man, let me tell you what you put in taco soup. Fritos. Fritos. You do not put cornbread in your taco soup. You get the Fritos. You smash them up just a smidgen. You put the taco soup over it. A little bit of cheddar cheese. Taco soup and cornbread. I mean, what in the Rudy Poo is that? Never in my life if I heard a man... A grown man with a full goatee, nevertheless, put cornbread with his taco soup. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so let's get this thing started. If you missed it last night, let me uh, reiterate, and then we'll get into this. If you missed it, a very highly rated four-star defensive back from the state of Texas, Bravion Rogers was committed to Texas A&M and decommitted late last night around 1050. 
This has been trending maybe over the last couple of weeks, that, and it was a very, very strong rumor, and it wasn't a rumor now. It obviously happened that he was going to be decommitting from, uh, from Texas A&M, and LSU was taking big leaps here. There's a lot of things that we can break up here. And there's three big, like, massive pillars that I want to hit on with Bravion Rogers decommitting and LSU coming to the forefront. I swear to everyone on this platform, everyone listening, to the 400-plus people listening to us right now on all three platforms, listen to me. I thought Texas A&M had more money than Jesus. I thought that Texas A&M had, had more oil money than Cooter Brown. I thought that Texas A&M could out, quote-unquote, bid for every single player in the country. And LSU didn't have a chance with any recruit that Texas A&M was going after. You're going to have to tell me what is your excuse now? What is the excuse now with LSU and NIL? What is the excuse? Because now that a young man has decommitted and is trending towards your in-state school, your biggest school in this state, nobody is saying a word. Nobody's talking about LSU not being behind. Nobody's talking about LSU's collective. Nobody's talking about any of it. But the truth of all of this has always been. LSU's not out there being flashy. LSU's not out there with their chest sticking out. But if you think for one Rudy Pooh of a second that LSU is not preparing to dominate in recruiting so then in future games and in future seasons, they can go out and dominate on the field. I don't know what to tell you. It's been the biggest lie on the face of planet Earth. I guess, I guess that again, across three preliminary, three big sports, whether it be women's uh, basketball, whether it be LSU baseball, whether it be LSU football, I guess that we have some of, if not the biggest and most elite recruiters in the country. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just going crazy. That's number one. I really want to know the excuses. Number two, the buzz around Texas A&M today was, is LSU's doing something suspicious? Everyone's talking about it. LSU must, is really, it's really suspicious, Zach. We, you, you, we know LSU likes to take that Bayou money and cheat. Pot, meat, kettle. Kettle, meat, pot. It is the most hypocritical thing I think that I've ever heard when you have 
the Texas A&M media and fan base saying that LSU is doing something suspicious, but then I go on 247, on 3, whatever the recruiting service is out there, and A&M had the number one overall class and technically the highest rated recruiting class of all time, but yet LSU's the one out here doing something suspicious. They can do it just like you can. Just like you can. Bravion Rogers is the tip of the iceberg of what LSU is attempting to accomplish. I've said this over and over again. If LSU is able to get, let's say they do get a commitment and signee from Bravion Rogers, Zalance Hurd, Ricky Collins tomorrow, Kylan Jackson Saturday, Kai Prane, and God bless it, but for the love of everything, five-star tight end, defensive end, athlete, whatever you want to play him, Nicholas Harbor sits really well with LSU. A man that just is 230 pounds and running a 10-2-1, 100-meter dash. Brian Kelly can't recruit. I like this saying right here from Ant Marshall. He says, it ain't no fun when the rabbit has the gun. Bingo! It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Those are the two biggest things. A&M fans, you got to win something to start talking crap. Oh, we went 9-1 and one or 8-1 and one a couple of seasons ago. Sounds good. Means nothing. You going 9-1 and one a couple of seasons ago doesn't mean anything right now. What happens is when teams like Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, hell, I'll even throw Notre Dame in there, that either win national titles in the last 20 years or consistently get to the playoffs, they're on a different tier and level than you are. LSU's in that tier. Hell, I'll even put Georgia in that tier. You're not there. You could be in tier two. I can make an argument you're in tier three. Because for the life of it, Jimbo still has to win 10 games to do what Ed Orgeron did in his tenure at LSU in the same time frame. He has to win more than that. He's got to go win a natty and go undefeated. Jimbo does to tie Orgeron. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. LSU doing something suspicious. Look in the mirror. And when you're doing that, Take off that god-awful uniform that you wear in the, uh, <laughs> maybe in the AYS After Dark, I will say what it looks like to me, but you go in a stadium, it's not cool. You're not cool in what you do, and you'll call out LSU for being suspicious. What's suspicious is that high-top fade that you got with that pale-ass skin you got saying, Go, Aggies! 
It's a circle jerk. You have the audacity to come out here and call out LSU. It makes zero sense to me. Here's the third and final point, and we'll get to practice update. Brad Logan joining us uh, in about five minutes. Does it make you start thinking about what you thought or what was technically reported about in NIL for you? The chalky teams that are always recruiting at a high level, they're the same teams that's up there. Where is A&M? I'm not going to count A&M out, though. I don't care that they're 30th in the country. Let's see what A&M does. But I pray to – guys, you're a top six class in the country, only freshmen, and we haven't even talked about the transfer portal yet. And we're acting like LSU's behind. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you consistently get top five classes in recruiting, that's how you win national titles. LSU ended at six last season. With a total portal ranking, high school recruits, you get five-star recruits. You're going to get two five-star receivers in this class so far. You get Harold Perkins. LSU flips Harold Perkins from Texas A&M, but nobody seems to remember that. It's only about what LSU didn't get. There is a storm coming. Now, LSU's got to take to the field, and they got to start kicking some ass. And let's go there. So before we get to the comments, um, not a lot coming out of practice today. We weren't there uh, today, but there were some player interviews. Mike Jones Jr. spoke yesterday or day before, whenever it was. He was on the LSU gold thing. I thought that he did really well with that. But he just talks about the, the level of discipline that they have. And with all due respect to the top 25 AP coaches poll, you can't look at that defensive line at LSU and say and not put – on talent alone, you can't put – you've got to put LSU in the top 25. But the funny thing for me is there's so much irony building around Brian Kelly related to Nick Saban. It's kind of ironic, and I hope he doesn't leave us <laughs> if he has that much success like Nick did. I know a lot of people are arguing. We had, uh, Zach, believe it or not, we had like 62 comments outside of, when the show ended last night on YouTube. Had to delete some of them because some of them got pretty outlandish. And guys, first off, don't talk about a player's off the field stuff. And we'll, we'll talk about that maybe on Twitter spaces. But it's not us pushing a narrative for Jay nor Garrett. I thought I literally went to practice, came out here and said, Garrett had a really good day. Jaden's running with number twos. The other day, Jaden ran with number ones. Garrett was with number two. I don't know. Like, we're not pushing a narrative. I don't. I, I swear to God, I'm not pushing for either one of those individuals. But to say Miles Brennan's the dude and Garrett Musmire is running with ones, guys, we have the film and video to back it up. We have video of Mike Denbrock calling for the first team offense, and Jane Daniels was the first quarterback. So go with it as you will. Go with it as you will. I'm still I'm I'm monitoring Anthony Bradford really closely. I think that that young man could easily 
uh, uh, work himself and work his way into an all-SEC performer. Okay, let's get to a couple comments. Brad Logan joining us. Uh, literally should be any minute. Looking forward to having Brad on the show. We'll go around our SEC. We'll talk some Ole Miss and get what it is that the Rebels have been doing this offseason. L.A. kind of LGZ. I think LGZ is my favorite name of fans in the show at the current moment because I get to sing A kind of LGZ. Zach, you were probably two when Akon was getting out of prison. Uh, can't, but he does say can't wait for AM's first year contract players to enter the portal. There's rumblings and rumors out there about that. That some of the guys are dissatisfied about the payment plan that they were probably promised. Man, when you make promises you can't keep. Holden Lee says, you seen that new NIL deal from SMU that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I saw that. It was like 30-something thousand a year. It's pretty impressive, man. 30,000 times 85 players a year. It's a lot. Uh, Keaton says, can't wait to hear the stats from Thursday's scrimmage. I can't either. We'll try to uh, get and at least as accurate as we can a, a um, and get the stats as we can throughout the, the – dude, I got – Literally, I literally, in this, I do this literally all season. I go to Office Depot and I buy le like 45 legal pads because I'll go through all of them during the season. That's how much shit I write down. It's unhealthy. My wife probably makes fun of me for doing it. But I take as much notes as I can about the opposing teams, LSU practices, stuff like that. It's, <sighs> yeah. Chili Vic on YouTube says, hashtag tell Blake. Billy Lucci had the nerve to say something is going on in Baton Rouge because the last two years, LSU was 500, but he didn't mention LSU hadn't had a losing season since 2000. They went 7-5 and five and 8-4, and four and they had the number one overall class in the country, the best-rated class of all time. Nick Saban couldn't pull off what A&M did, and Lucci has the and – and I'm talking about Lucci as well. And I've offered Billy to come on this show and debate it. I like Billy. I like Billy. But if you're going to make claims like that, you have to be able to come on a show and talk it out and debate it. But every time I reach out to someone that we don't agree with, I say, I'll come on your forum or you can come on my forum and let's do it. And nobody ever comes on. I offered multiple challenges to people. If they want to come on to this show and debate that, they are more than willing to do so. More than willing to do so. But I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not playing those, I'm not playing those games. Uh, Zach said, that's like a child getting spanked. Okay, this isn't starting off good because they got in trouble for being bad, but the parents are to blame somehow are to blame somehow. Okay, bad baby, bad baby. Where Zach, were you doing this during the whole thing? I do. Can I tell you something? I hope you, you people don't judge me. I, f I don't feel like I'm a bad dad. I really don't. Ben got a little whooping today. I got to tell you something. I don't know who it hurts more, <laughs> me or him. 
It it dude, I gotta walk away from him after he gets a little a little pop. Because I start tearing up, man. I'm a big ass teddy bear, is all I am. And he runs to Megan, he runs to my wife, goes, Daddy hit me. And then he he keeps hitting me because we're getting on to him. And he hits me and goes, You don't do that. So I popped him again. And he runs up to Megan. Daddy hit me again. And then he'll run in. And then what's so wild is two minutes later, he'll act like absolutely nothing happened. So weird. But it breaks my heart up. Tears me alive, man. And then he does this. He does his sweet eyes. Oh, bro. Can't handle it. Can't handle it. C. King says, the problem with Miles Brennan is his fan club makes him out to be the next great thing when he simply hasn't shown that yet. Maybe it is a fan buzz thing. Maybe it is. I think media has some things to do with it, too. Blaine Smith says, looking forward to a focused and hungry LSU team. I agree. I'll text to Brad Logan. He's supposed to be coming on um, here shortly. <laughs> he said he was going on at 7.30. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. And if not, if he doesn't come on, we'll adjust. No big deal. We'll just continue to roll on. Um, let's get to this one. Keaton says Emory, which Emory, is getting his handoffs from Brennan primarily. No, he's not. But that means nothing to y'all. Why wouldn't BK let the media think Nuss and Jaden were their front runners? But Keaton, that's just not true, buddy. That's just not true. I guess us going out there means nothing. <laughs> I guess. You know, it's it's like saying, it's like somebody telling you something. It's like somebody telling you something that um, when you were there to see it, and they're just like, no, that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Stefan, my good buddy, who y'all all are going to be using his company after our tomorrow's commercial. But he says, I had to throw hands with my three-year-old. Okay. I, I respect this. I like where this is going. I really would pay. I, you know what I'm thinking about doing, Stefan, very quickly? And I'll get to this. I'm thinking about throwing a pay-per-view event for Zach versus Ben. All right, everyone in the comments right now, who would win in a, th in a fight? My three-year-old Ben or Zach? I'm going to tell you, I'm taking Ben. Absolutely no bias. I don't think Zach knows what to do when, that, when he goes underneath his legs and he pulls your pants down. He has this affinity for, like, point, pointing at you and pulling your pants down. Who wins in a fight? Comment in there. Who wins? <laughs> oh, Zach, this isn't good for you, buddy. This isn't good for you at all. Uh, Jordan says, Big Ben. Andrew Martin, who had the comment of the year last night. Andrew, um, even, uh, DM me your address. I'm going to send you one of these AYS stickers. Uh, ben by submission. Rick, LSU Rick says Ben. Kim, Bundy, Zeus, Wade, Charlie, <laughs> James, Akon and LGZ, Chris, Steve, Doug Nose, all say Big Ben. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! 
Zach is a massive underdog. Uh, Stefan says Ben's taking him down at the knees and transferring that to some of the ground and pound baby. I don't know how Zach's going to feel about this. I have no idea how the Zach man is going to feel about this, but maybe at the end of the show, we'll let uh, Zach tell the entire AYS world why he believes uh, <laughs> that he can beat up a three-year-old. <laughs> what an uncomfortable situation. Well, you know, Blake, this is why I beat your son up. What an uncomfortable situation we put Zach in. Look what y'all did. Why did y'all make me do this? Okay. Um, we're still waiting on uh, 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 Brad Logan to join us. He said he was coming and to give him one minute. So we'll we'll um, we'll take our time and we'll wait for him to get in there. Patrick says, Blake, that's not a fair fight. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think Zach is in a lot of trouble. El says Keaton is the president of the Miles Brennan fan club. <laughs> Yet yeah, my man loves him some Miles Brennan. Uh, but Stefan said I had to throw hands with my three-year-old to take some medicine the last night, bro. And he wouldn't tell me he loves me when I put him to bed. There is no worse feeling in the world. Whoo. Blake Schilling says, Zach is the AYS punching bag. <laughs> it's true. I give Zach such a hard time. He's a champ about it, though, man. He's a champ. About it. But, Zach, yes or no, since I made the comment that you know more about what's going on with AYS than anybody, has your DMs been exploding? Because when we get something, especially in recruiting, I tell Zach, Zach makes the edit for Tigers Avenue and for us. And I imagine since I made that statement, my man's DMs are blowing up. But if you're if you're a lady and you're single, my man is a bachelor. Hit up the DMs. Let him know. He does have a good go to you, ladies. I've seen him use conditioner. It is insane. All right, let's do this, though. Very uh, Zach, we'll wait for Brad. And if not, we'll continue to talk some LSU stuff. We'll talk about Ricky Collins and Colin Jackson if he's not able to make it with us. But let's pay these bills very quickly. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. My good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. But I do want to tell you about my good friend John Patton. Over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Let him know that your good friend, Blake Rafino, sent you on by. All right, let's pay these bills. We'll be back in one minute. We got some more LSU stuff we got to talk about. See you soon. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the wake and bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. 
the gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, we do ha- <laughs> All right, we do have Brad Logan joining us. Brad covers the Ole Miss Rebels for 247. He's also a part of our Believe Podcast Network with us. Brad, what's going on, my man? How are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. It took a little bit to get on tonight, but I'm here, Blake, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. Thank you for joining us and looking forward to talking to you. So, Brad, we've been doing around around your ACC, AYS, and we're looking to go in and talk about Ole Miss. I mean, campus started. We saw – I listened to Lane Kiffin today, and he had some very choice words uh, again today. I, I guess how is, I guess, holistically everything going for Ole Miss, and how does everything look with camp starting? Well, today they uh, went to uh, shoulder pads and, and, and pads and hip pads and all that good stuff, full pads today, so – I think more than anything, Ole Miss is excited about hitting someone. And, uh, you know, the defense is is really good on that defensive front. They're running probably 10 or 11 deep, something that you haven't seen at Ole Miss in probably 10 or 15 years. The defensive backfield's also really loaded. So uh, we saw a lot of striking today. We saw a lot of the younger players, uh, specifically um, Davis and Igbenosin, the uh, talented uh, defensive back, uh, the number one player out of New Jersey, uh, really was coming up and making some licks today. So that defense has been fun to watch. I think it'll be a defense that's been better uh, than a, the, the Ole Miss defense has been in quite a while. The question mark, obviously, is going to be at linebacker position, you know, losing Chance Campbell and Mark right. Robinson, two of the leading tackers on this team, along with Sam Williams, who's now with the Dallas Cowboys. Those are two big issues, or actually three big issues. But the good news, I think they've got so much depth that the, the defensive backfield, that's going to help kind of plug some holes on the uh, on the linebacker front. You know, offensively, it's, it's a team that lost 85% of its offense last year. Uh, 90%, 95% of its running backs, along with Matt Corral, their running game was completely gone. But, you know, Lane Kiffin has been been, been called the portal king, kind of stocked the, uh, the cupboards, uh, so to speak, with five-star uh, running back from TCU, Zach Evans, and Ulysses Bentley from SMU, and then a heck of a freshman running back out of Alabama in Quidshot Judkins out. We're still not sure how he got out of the clutches of Auburn and Alabama. So that offensive backfield looks really good. And uh, obviously the quarterback situation and the uh, the wide receiver situation, both kind of in flux right now. So I want to go to the defensive side of the ball first, because I know we'll talk a lot of offense, especially quarterback 
and I want to get an update on Zach Evans. Do you think that this is the best defense that Ole Miss has had under Lake Kiffin in his tenure? Uh, yeah, and I'll go even further than that. Probably the best defense since the 2015 season. And then prior to that, it's probably you're looking into the early 2000s. And I think more than anything, it's it's kind of like the get-off-the-bus type defense to where you kind of see this team and, and think, wow, they look really good getting off the bus. This is the first time you've been able to say that Ole Miss has a defense that, that has that type of look to it. And I think a lot of it is because of the defensive line play. You know, you got a J.J. Pegues that's transferred out of Auburn. A, uh, uh, um, you know, Isaiah Iden, a Juco guy that's coming in, is playing that defensive line position. We're really excited to see, you know, some of the younger guys, how they've developed during the spring and to see where they're going to be. You know, you got an Ivy that transferred out of Georgia Tech, a defensive end. So there's a lot of stability there with some transfers, some guys that are in like a Jamon Gordon, uh, a KD Hill. So a lot of depth. And, and from what we've seen, they've really come together and uh, really gelled together. So, without question, you talk about that, and then A.J. Finley leading that defensive backfield, along with some of the younger guys. We've talked about Igbenosin earlier, and uh, it just really sets up to where you think this may be a really cohesive unit. And remember, D.J. Durkin, the defensive coordinator, right. is now over at Texas A&M. You've got Chris Partridge, who he was a co-defensive coordinator last year, but I'll be honest with you, Blake, he did not call any plays. But what we've seen, he's become much more of a vocal leader. And uh, I'll be honest, you know, from what we've seen, you know, from, from our vantage point, from the media standpoint, he's called some really good uh, scrimmages so far that we've seen. And he's taken what we can tell is taking some more chances maybe than Durkin did. That's interesting. And I think that Lane even kind of has hinted at, and I and Brad, I could be wrong here, but just listening to him today, he's kind of cautiously optimistic about the defense. And you could kind of tell. So that's interesting to find out because they do have a lot more depth than they've had in a couple seasons past. But I know that a lot of our time, Brad, will be spent on the offense. But I do got to ask, who's going to be QB1 week one? Well, it's a good question. And, and, you know, Lane hasn't intimated one way or the other. I'll say this, Blake. When Jackson Dart committed to Ole Miss and they had the NIL package in place, and he committed to Ole Miss and everything was, was kind of on the table that he was coming to Oxford, I think it was pretty much a standard that he was going to be the quarterback. Mm. And I think when that happened, Luke Altmaier, who, by the way, formerly committed to Florida State, a very, very credible quarterback out of Starfield High School, a four-star product, I think when he saw the pomp and circumstance, I think Luke went to work. I think mean, he went to the gym, he got his nose in the books, and he started throwing the football around. And, oh, by the way, Luke Altmaier is a really good quarterback. And mm. so I, I tell Ole Miss people that if Luke Altmaier is the quarterback for Troy, that's no indictment on Jackson Dart. That's right. no indictment on how Jackson Dart has progressed with this offensive line, who, by the way, I think is going to be the most you know, senior-laden, the best offensive line this team has seen probably in the last 15 years. So whoever wins this job is going to have a nice backing from an offensive line standpoint. But I think right now, Luke Altmaier is a better quarterback for Ole Miss. Now, a lot of that is because he's been in the system longer. But quite frankly, you know, Blake, I think a lot of that is because he's just playing better. He's uh -huh. making good throws. But I think what we've seen, you know, we've been able to see all the practices. I mean, Lane Kiffin's been very liberal with opening it up to the media. So we've been able to see both these quarterbacks. And uh, Jackson, Jackson Dart's getting better each and every practice. So if he gets ahead of, of Luke Altmaier, so be it. But right now, this is Luke Altmaier's team. They're splitting reps with the ones. But I think he's playing a little bit better. Brad, I've been telling all the LSU fans 
a lot what you just said, right? When you have two quarterbacks that are battling out, one day it's this guy, the next day it's not, right? And so yeah. I yeah. agree with you. It's always interchanging. It's interesting to see. Uh, so Lane does replace both coordinators, but I don't think he's going to be worried about offense. Has anything stood out, like maybe some new language or verbiage, maybe communication wasn't as crisp maybe a year ago, but or is it just – all things are hitting on cylinders because it's still kind of Lane's offense on that side of the yeah. ball. I, I think one thing that we've all noticed is that Lane feels more comfortable this year. Okay. Um, I will say this. That's not a good uh, thing. <laughs> well, well, that's not a good thing know, for other teams, I should say. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is is, you, is, is Blake, you know that it felt like that Lane was hinting at every job that was open last year. I mean, there's no doubt. And right. He wanted the Oregon job. He wanted the Miami job. <laughs> and one thing that we've seen is that he's been a little more stable here in Oxford. I think he realizes that, you know, athletic director Keith Carter is a great dude to work for. He understands that he can go to Boca anytime he wants on a private jet. He understands that his children are in school at Oxford now. Mm-hmm. He's got a dog named Juice that everybody <laughs> enjoys following. Uh, right. Look, does, does Lane Kiffin take the next job next year? I mean, who do I? You know, maybe so. But uh-huh. what I do know is that he feels more comfortable. It, it's it's definitely a, a different environment at practice. It just feels more. It feels like he's more in his skin, so to speak. And I may be just blowing this up out of for no reason, but that's what I've gauged. And, and and with that comes a more comfortability with your players, with your coaching staffs. There's been a very seamless transition to Charlie Weiss Jr. I will say that. Uh, and it's also it's been a, a seamless transition to Chris Partridge. Remember, Randall Joyner, an undersung hero for this team, incredible recruiter, specifically in the Northeast. He got the number one player last year in Taiwan Malone. He got the number one player this year in, in Davis and Igbenosin, the defensive back out of New Jersey, both those players out of New Jersey. And so he's an incredible recruiter. Players look up to him, and I think he's kind of the glue for this defense. Honestly, whenever D.J. Durkin left, it was it was, it was Randall Jordan that was kind of keeping things together, and then Chris Partridge obviously took the range from there. Uh, I just – I think things have come together so much better than I anticipated when I left – I, Brett Norsworthy works as a sideline reporter and, and the pregame host, I should say, for the Ole Miss Radio Network. He and I left the Sugar Bowl scratching our head thinking, boy, it's going to be a rebuilding year next year unless Lane does something crazy in the portal. Well, and he did. Not only that, he, <laughs> he recruited really well from a high school standpoint. He plugged in place. And, you know, Mason Brooks was, has been terrific at right tackle. What happened, Blake, is they moved Nick Broker, who was the NFL drafted right tackle down to right guard because that's – what NFL scouts were telling him he would project as a lot better as a right guard. Uh-huh. So they moved him from right tackle to right guard. They went to the portal, got Mason Brooks at right tackle, and now they've got a great offensive front. And by the way, Eli Acker out of Columbus, Mississippi, interchanging with, with, with Caleb Warren at center and left guard. And now you've got Jeremy James, who David Johnson, who's our editor at 247 Sports, says he thinks he's got a better draft grade than anyone on oh, that wow. line. So you start throwing out all those names all that comfortability. We saw Mason Brooks get into it with Austin Keys, a starting linebacker. Yes, I say he got into it. It's a very competitive situation. That told us that Mason Brooks is really, uh, really gelling with that offensive line right now. And the quarterbacks both have said the offensive front has been great to, to work behind. And so, you know, they got a great defensive line to go up against every single day in practice. So that only bodes well for the season going forward. Brad, it seems like what I'm hearing from you is Lane took a lot from Nick and build the lines of scrimmage and everything else kind of will fall into place. Uh, that's interesting to hear it like that. But Patrick says, and ask you a question, says hashtag ask Brad, what do you think the floor and the ceiling is for Ole Miss this season based 
on what you've seen so far? Yeah, that's a good question, Patrick. And, and I think the floor is six and six. That is the absolute bottom. I mean, everything has to go wrong to go six and six because the schedule is so, I guess you should say, conducive to win early on. I mean, the first six to eight games are very winnable. I mean, the, I don't think Ole Miss will be favored on the road at Arkansas, on the road at A&M, and then at home against Alabama. Uh, the rest of the games, I guess that's nine games, they'll be favored to win. So, right. you know, Vegas has the over-under seven and a half. I think that's a great number because I think Ole Miss goes eight and four. I don't think Ole Miss wins in Fayetteville. I don't think they win in College Station. I don't think they win at home to Alabama. The other loss is going to come either a combination of Mississippi State at home, Auburn at home, Kentucky at home. But I think they somehow come away eight and four would be a, a decent season. I don't know how they get to ten, honestly, Blake. But, you know, if they get to 10, they've had some things go their way. But I think 8-4 and four is kind of what I'm picking. The ceiling, by the way, would be definitely be 10-2. and you got to have a lot of things go your way to go 10-2. and two. Well, I, you know, Brandwood, so funny, and I get that you're replacing a lot. But, man, you're a couple plays away against Auburn. I mean, if you don't go for it on fourth down, what? What? maybe you still yeah. lose to Alabama, but maybe you give yourself a chance. Uh, two more, Brad, and I know it's getting dark outside. I promise I'm about to get you out of these two. Uh, Zach Evans. LSU fans remember him a lot, was highly recruited. Ed Orsron went after him hard, but the Georgia thing, TCU, whatever it came out, but he transfers to Ole Miss. Kind of quiet, but here lately there's been some steam picking up, at least from what I'm hearing. How is Zach Evans transitioning to Lane Kiffin in this Rebel team? Transitioned very well, and I think it's been quiet because there hasn't been a lot to say because of how well Quinshawn Junkins, a freshman, has been playing at running back. I mean, he has been taking – a lot of snaps, Blake, with the ones. And okay. so the good news for that is if you get someone like a Zach Evans, you get a Ulysses Bentley to really run hard those first two quarters, then all of a sudden after halftime you throw a freshman in there that runs like the wind, and the defense hasn't seen him. He's fresh. He comes into the third quarter. So I think that's the mojo for, for Lane Kiffin. We saw him do that with Snoop Connor last year. That's right. Henry Paris right. would come into the second quarter. Jaron Ely would start the game. And then the, the, the third quarter, you'd see Snoop Connor come in. So kind of a kind of a – you have that third option. So he's fit in well, but you haven't heard a lot of him. You haven't heard a lot about uh, so many of these other transfers on offense because, you know, you like Jay uh, – Jordan Watkins, a transfer out of Louisville. Haven't heard a ton out of him. We had a chance to visit with Jalen Knox today. Uh, just very, Everybody just kind of had, a, of course, that transfer out of Missouri. Very quiet uh, offseason and a very quiet preseason. And I think that bodes well because that means nobody's getting in trouble. Nobody's in the doghouse. Everybody, everybody's kind of you know doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, we've seen Zach Evans. He, he's not as big as I thought, but he runs more bowling ball-ish. He's not afraid to take a lick on, but he can absolutely blow through a hole. And when he hits that first speed, it's that burst of speed that makes him so much better than the rest. That's interesting because, you know, you think of him at that size to just run away from you. But that's interesting to hear that, that he has that style of running ability. All right, last one, Brad. I promise I know it's getting dark out there. You could go, you know, spotlighting. It's getting so dark out there. Uh, last one for me. Uh, Mike Bianco, man. I, I, I mean – is the man just eating steaks every night? I mean, how much is the Ole Miss fan base enjoying this win from Mike Bianco and that Rebel team? Well, I think they're proud for him. Mm -hmm. They're proud for Cammy, uh, his wife, and his family. But I think more than anything, as Ole Miss fans kind of get up, you know, Ole Miss is not a fan base that uh, wins national championships every year, Blake. Right. I mean, they have not won a national championship in a major sport since 1952 or 62. 
I mean, whatever. I mean, it's been a long time. And so um, they've been very close in baseball of getting to Omaha and then finally getting there. But they really just not only busted the door down, winning it all, I think, was, was really cool to watch some of the fans have the opportunity to, uh, to taste that national championship. And uh, I think, you know, folks that saw it and maybe some folks that were there in Omaha saw that Ole Miss just took over the town and, and took over the stadium. And I think, you know, from, from going for the very last team in, that not only the last team in, you, you go on the road, you beat a really good Miami and a really good Arizona team, then you've got to go in-state on the road in a hostile environment at Pete Taylor Park at Southern Miss, beat Southern Miss, and then claw your way into Omaha. And then I won't even go through the, the gauntlet they went through in Omaha and beat a great Oklahoma team. That says a lot about my Bianco as a coach, perseverance. You know, we had him on our podcast a couple of times, Blake, and, you know, he was just could not have been nicer, but was basically saying just, you know, when he left, the biggest thing I'll leave you with this is, he said, when I left LSU, you know, we not only went to Omaha almost every year, we won it every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how hard can it be to win it, you know, at <laughs> Ole Miss? He said, I learned real quick that not only is it hard to win it, it's really hard to get to the Omaha as well. So, uh, you know, and they did. I mean, they, you know, they, they got to so many Supers, Blake. They were one in seven. I know. Uh, in, in getting to Omaha. And so to, 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 go for, to go from one to seven to two for eight and win a national championship, Ole Miss fans will take it for sure. Well, I'm, I'm happy for Mike, him being, you know, I, I, I got to be honest, Brad, I was cheering for him. I mean, look, I grew up and he was coaching third base. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, Brad, Mike Bianco has been here a long time. Guys, this is Brad Logan inside of the Rebels on 247. You can follow him there. Uh, we have his Twitter handle right here, Believe in Ole Miss Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Brad, thank you so much, buddy, for coming on. Anytime. And we'll look forward to having you on again this season as the LSU Tigers and the Rebels kick it off soon. Look forward to it, Blake. Thank you. All right. That's Brad Logan joining us. Absolutely fantastic in what he does. Go subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff on his podcast, Believe in Ole Miss. I check in on it as much as I can because, like he said, he has on Mike Bianco, a lot of guys kiffing. I mean, it's really – Really fun to listen to because I think Brad asks guys like Lane and, and Mike some really tough questions that need to be asked. Um, Robert, I, I saw this. I don't think, and he's asking about the, the up-tempo offense, I don't think that that's slowing down. I don't think that that's slowing down at all. Like, at all. So, all right, let's do this. We'll bring Zach on. Let's pay some bills very quickly. I want to know. Uh, if Zach can beat up a three-year-old. <laughs> and we got it, the Saints can't remind her. Thank you, Don, for uh, giving me that. So let's do this. Let's pay these bills very quickly, and then we'll be back. Let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, the drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, we'll return in 45 seconds. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair 
are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I think Zach's camera just so happened to be going in and out. <laughs> so Zach is scared of my three-year-old son, Benjamin. He doesn't want to face the music. Okay, Zach, we hear you. We hear you. Oh, Mr. Blake, my camera. Mr. Blake, my camera. Trying to get Zach on here. Let's see if it works. Zach, question for you. Can you beat up a three-year-old, yes or no? <laughs> oh, God, his camera froze again. Look at him. Look at him. His camera froze. He must have Spectrum Internet. Uh, so, look, I, I want to get to the Saints camp update very quickly, um, like literally within a minute, and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, Dennis Allen talked about today uh, that Jameis Winston was fine, little nicked up, sprained his foot, no big deal. He'll be back out there. Guys, I got to tell you, I I'm really loving the maturity level of Jameis Winston. Let's see what Jameis is able to do uh, in this offense. There's a lot of things uh, going in the right direction. I think Tyron Matthew and that defense is going to be deadly. Guys, I can see them making a real big push to the Super Bowl barring how Jameis is able to play. Um, all right, Zach's not going to be able to come in. He's not going to be able to come in. Patrick says, how's the poor man supposed to answer that? I don't know. The camera keeps, you know, the camera, the camera keeps going in and out. I think he's doing that on purpose. I think that he's 1,000% doing that on purpose. I have no idea what's going on here. None idea, no idea. Um, but look, in reference to the Saints, I, I, I do like what I've seen. I, I still do worry about the offensive line at, at times. You know, what happens when Andrews Pete gets hurt because he's been hurt legitimately every season he's been a New Orleans Saint. Can you plug in a left guard? You got a new starting left tackle in Trevor Penning. Uh, he continues to get in fights when he has no business in getting in fights. He needs to calm down a little bit. Uh, but I still think this defense is one of, if not the best, in the entire NFL. So, with that being said, I'm really looking forward to their season. As me and my wife, Megan, have bought our season tickets right there on the 50. Uh, looking forward to going and watching them. All right. We will see y'all tomorrow. Don't forget, live after Ricky Collins' commitment. So, probably about 7.15, 7.30, we'll be going live. And we'll be covering it all. But until then, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.